Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of It's All About Who You Know. So if you couldn't tell by the title, this week I have a very special guest, my girlfriend Michelle. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? So this is the first guest I've had in a while. Uh, and I wasn't even going to have her on, but uh, yesterday we were actually having a conversation that we'll get into here in a little bit. And I was like, you know what? As sad as it is, as sad as the world is, people are going to see me as a white guy and they're not going to take me seriously on this topic. So I would like to get uh, an, a, a foreigner on, somebody that has dealt with some of these things and has a very level head on their shoulders about some of the racial issues that go on in other countries, um, her perspective, as well as our shared perspective on just some of the, how would, how would I say it, babe? Just some of like the, I guess maybe the language that's used. And I've told you about some of the stuff that's taught in schools and everything now, but yeah, I think, yeah, I just think having the conversation about it is good. So, um, but before we get into it, we're gonna talk about some other things. Just some, she's eating peanut butter right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Do you have something to say to me? No, keep going, babe. Oh, okay. Um, no, before we get into it, I want to talk about uh, some of the things that happened this week. Obviously, uh, it's been a, uh, not a great week uh, for our society, whether you're a you know, Trump supporter or a Biden supporter. Um, I think a lot of people are, you know, not looking very fondly on the state of America right now, the state of the union and everything. Um, one of the things obviously that happened was the Capitol building, uh, being, you know, invaded. First of all, I do have to say this has happened before in 1967, a group of, uh, a dozen plus black Panthers went in there, uh, armed, um, while Congress was in session. Uh, I don't believe they kicked everybody out. But they did um, go armed. Nobody was shot. Nobody was hurt. Uh, they just came in basically to make a point and show. Um, they were all arrested, uh, but they were all let go and given their guns back. Um, I bring that up because I don't think a lot of people know that. And it's not a narrative that a lot of people are saying. Um, because most people are like, oh, if a bunch of Mexicans or a bunch of black people would have stormed the Capitol building, you know, there would be a lot more you know, violence. Well, first of all, there was violence. The police did shoot people. One lady that got shot was a 14-year Air Force veteran, and she was shot by the police. So I think there's just a lot of misinformation out there um, with that, and it's really sad that the media can't just report the news. Like, after that, Donald Trump condemned the action completely. He said, basically, this is what he said, and Michelle, you saw the video. You can attest to it. And by the way, Michelle is not a Trump fan. By I'm not at all, but we've talked about it. And like, it's really sad and it's really weird how we're supposed to be like we we're all supposed to have freedom of speech and like they just banned him from everywhere and yeah he didn't say anything wrong at all he no was just like go home well the thing is is like let people see the video so basically for a minute right after it happened he said hey this is not okay we do not condone violence we do not incite violence we are not okay with violence guys he he 
Now, this is the thing that the, the establishment, the people don't like, is he's continued to say, yes, we get it. There was a fraudulent election, but we really can't do anything about it now. The only thing we can do is move forward and try to ensure that the next elections are fair and you know that crazy leftist policies like killing more babies, not going to work, having to wear a mask for the rest of your life, you know, staying at home, not being able to go to church, like these leftist policies don't continue. And now I'm paraphrasing because he didn't exactly say that, but, and you can't watch the video now, but he basically, he condemned the rioting and he said, Hey guys, listen, we love you. All right. But this is not okay. What you're doing, how you're reacting. You need to go home. Okay. You, we, we need to fight this a different way. And Michelle, you watched the video. Yes. You showed me. Yeah. And like, you know, guys, I'm not a big Trump supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter at all. I thought I was because I've talked about this before with Christian and like in Mexico, we get all this bad news about Trump all the time. Like that's only the news I get. So I had this like not perfect image of him and I still don't like him as a person, but I do agree with his policies. And Christian showed me the video and he didn't say anything wrong at all. He was just like, guys, just like, try to calm down like well he was like let law enforcement do their job like we are the the side of law enforcement and i don't understand why now he's banned for like from every single social media like he yeah. cannot even talk to anyone well and the thing was anything. is like you know i feel like donald trump could come out and say i i which he has but you know if if he came out and said i love black people people would be like well we hate black people like that's racist mm -hmm. you know it's like anything he says it, they have to spin it the article i i saw was from cnbc the day after, or the day of, sorry. No, maybe it was the day after. I don't know. But it said Trump, like, and angrily says, Trump calls for his supporters to disperse, incites violence, makes blatant, uh, baseless claims on election fraud, which they're not baseless. I have my own personal situation. My grandmother, who's 90 years old, never voted, never registered to vote, never spoken on politics in her nursing home. Her and every single person at nursing home was registered to vote, legally or illegally, I don't know, and was encouraged and by encouraged, I mean pen in hand, told who Joe Biden was and voted for Joe Biden. So if you're saying that they're baseless claims, you're lying because an establishment uh, that taxpayers and people and people's families are paying for came in and told everybody that, you know, you need to vote for Joe Biden. Senile people, people that could not register vote. Regardless, um, but this was the news story. And then he says, and then they argued and they got mad that he said he loved his supporters. That was one of the taglines was like, and he says that he loves these people. And it's like, well, you clearly have no basis of faith because that's what we're called to do as Christians. And, but even if you're not a Christian, like it's completely mis misrepresenting what he said. I mean, and you know, I'm, I'm like, at this point, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, I hope I'm wrong about Biden, but let's, let's move forward. You know, I, I do like President Trump. Uh, but honestly, I mean, he's lost his freedom of speech. I mean, everybody is saying that he incited these things. I mean, Colin Kaepernick can go around and tell people to basically riot and loot and nobody does anything. Joe Biden never even addressed the question about BLM or Antifa. Gary Nadler, the, you know, the representative acted like they didn't exist. I lived in Portland. I know exactly what happened because I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. And the entire time I see people like Michelle Obama and Joe Biden saying, oh, these are peaceful protests, mostly peaceful protests. It, they weren't mostly peaceful at all. They tore down statues. They hurt people. Um, they went around and berated people that were having their dinner outside and said, you need to put the fist up. They blocked highways. 
They blocked city streets, you know, and then when a Trump parade came, social distancing in their trucks, you know, they threw stuff at them. They tried to incite violence with them. And it's just like, it's not peaceful. And so if you have a problem with what happened in the Capitol building, you should have a problem with what happened earlier uh, in the year. And also, you know, for me, like, it, it was hard for me looking at this because I'm, I'm on these people's side. Like, I think it was fraudulent. And I was like, well, is what they're doing, like, you know, I look at some of the things that happened with America and how we became a nation, you know, we fought. And, and I just, to me, it's like, okay, well, have I been wrong about America? Is this situation wrong? Like, I don't know. It's been something I've been struggling with, but I do ultimately think, you know, there is a better way to do it. Um, I do ultimately think, yes, you need to have your voice heard, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of struggling with it even as I'm talking about it, I'm kind of processing it, but you know, because I do agree with their cause more than I think there is police brutality and Michelle, you can attest to this, but like, what is the perception of America's justice system around the world? Well, that it's the best and it's like, it's supposed to be the leading one. Like yeah. everyone follows the states, like, Example. You're, yes, you're the example. So, like, what's going on in the States also affects everyone else right now. So whatever <laughs> goes on and if the elections are not right and if, like, yeah. they're not controlling the people, and I don't mean control, like, uh, on a bad way, but, like, getting people to calm down and just respect whatever's happening and yeah. just, like, if the president is changing right now, they should just, like, okay, get to, like, get ready for that change. Yeah. Not just start getting crazy and yeah. destroying all the cities. Like. Yeah. Well, and how much of it is, I mean, it, it, this is, I mean, they just need to restart. If we, if we want to talk about media, um, well, I saw a, a post the other day. It said, okay, if the media is left-leaning, if the institutions are left-leaning, if the colleges are left-leaning, if Hollywood is left-leaning, then if there's institutional racism, it's from the left. Mm -hmm. And somebody fired back and got upset. But it's, it's true. Like, you know, and you look at the media – it's so divisive. You know, people are told through the media that our court system is unjust, that our, our uh, police officers are untrained, you know, because there's one bad apple. And I, obviously, I'm sure you saw the... Did you see the George Floyd stuff? Yes, of course. So, like, you know, that... But that's a, that's a terrible thing. But this, the media splits it left and right. The media says good, bad. And, you know, it's like, well, why can't we just, and we were talking about this. So Michelle and I actually went to dinner with a lovely couple last night, uh, been married 60 years, mm -hmm. um, a mixed couple too, I might add. She's uh, from Guatemala and she's from the States. The United States. Yeah. But, uh, but it was like, Hey, why can't we just call evil, evil and good, good? You know, it's mm -hmm. like, why does it have to be only evil if one person says it? And the media is doing so much dividing right now, uh, because, I mean, we just showed, like, the perception of, I mean, go to another country. I'm in the nicest part of Mexico, and it is completely different. Like, the police officers are not nearly as good as the ones in America. No not offense to trash No, them. but not at all, babe. I've told you before. Yeah. But, you know, you have to see it almost to understand. But, like, because what you get in America is this media perception of this is evil. We need to break the establishment. And it's honestly, it's a divisive, evil, demonic tactic, in my opinion. Because... It's not right. I mean, America is the gold standard. Mm -hmm. and, and we should care for our law enforcement. We should care for our politicians, uh, even though they're more corrupt than anywhere. Um, but, you know, so it's, it's so divisive on the media's end because now they're 
I mean, it's clear cut. If you're, you can't even watch the video because they've just deemed that it's, you know, it's, uh, um, it's inciting violence. If Joe Biden were to say it, they would be clapping and applauding. And that's not okay. Like, let's have a standard. Rioting is not good. Being in fear your whole life and promoting fear is not good. Um, being racist and promoting racism of any kind, white, black, and that's actually what Michelle and I are going to talk about here in a minute, is not good. Okay? It doesn't matter who says it. You know, it's not good. There are certain things that are just not good. And, and you know, maybe they carry less weight coming from certain people. But if it's true, it's true. And, and so, yeah, and the media just does this, you know, divisive thing. And, and now, you know, the world's perception of America is the best, fairest, you know, most opportunistic country in the world. But the media in America is trying to tell Americans that that's not the case. And, and well, the thing is that, the, sorry, the, no, the thing could. is that yesterday at dinner we were talking about this and this couple said that what they see that's coming through to America now is just like a socialist part. So yeah. it's just scary because you're supposed to be like the leading ones yeah. and you lead the whole world. So what if like we start just cutting off people and like stop letting them to talk and yeah. like I mean president's uh, president Trump is still president today. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't matter if he's not president or not. Now they're doing this impeachment thing again. Like you guys already tried it's baseless. You want to talk about baseless. Have a base for why he's being impeached. I, I get it if you don't like him. I also do want to say this. Everybody I talk to that likes Trump, all, their biggest qualms with him is his presence on social media and the fact that he uses Twitter. I've got news for you. If you wanted to do something, listen, I, I don't agree with you doing it. I don't think it's right. But you might have just done the greatest thing for him because no president in the history of the world has ever used Twitter before Barack Obama and President Trump. And Barack didn't even use it very much. So, but they, they got their message across somehow. Like, they're, I mean, some of the most impactful people in the world did not have a media outlet, but somehow their message got across. I mean, you just look at all the most historical figures. Like, media has been something in the last, you know, 80, 90 years. Not something in the last 10,000 years. But there's still people's names that, you know, that are rain, their message reigns true today. So you might have done the best thing for him, in my opinion. So, but it is a complete, you know, it just scares me because even me, like I can't even post on Facebook now mm -hmm. because of some videos I've posted about politics, about politics, like expressing my opinion on politics. And yeah, I'm, where's your freedom of speech? Where's my freedom of speech? Like it, it's in it, the constitution. Like, yeah. Where is it? Now, Hey, if a privately owned company, which Facebook and Twitter are not, they are publicly owned, wants to say, hey, we, we only allow left-leaning leaning things, mm -hmm. that's 100% fine. They can do that. That's within their rights. I don't think it's okay, but it's within their rights. But for a publicly traded company that family members and myself have stock in, to not be able to put their message out there of what they believe, it's not inciting violence. I'm not calling anybody to any kind of evil action. I'm just saying, hey, this isn't okay. I'm saying what I'm saying right now. And it's not okay. It's, it's evil. And, you know, fortunately for me, I would hate to be an atheist right now, but fortunately for me, I've read the Bible and I know how the story ends. And those that are in Christ have a really uh, a good ending, a really, you know, happily ever after. 
But I, I am scared, you know, because I, I'm fearful for my kids one day, for people in my family. You know, I don't want to see America go where it's going. But, you know, all the great, horrible leaders of the past have controlled speech. They've controlled the media. Uh, you look at Mao. You look at uh, Hitler. You look at Kim Jong in, in North Korea. You look at Stalin. Like, these people silenced and killed the people they didn't want to hear. And, you know, the only reason that... You know, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Gavin Newsom's, the Joe Biden's, the Kamala Harris's, in my opinion, haven't killed Trump is because we still have some semblance of justice left. And because of what happened at the Capitol building that people are willing to fight if they're pissed is going to happen. And yeah, I mean, that's really um, I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. Uh, do you have anything to add, babe? I know I kind of go on tangents when I... Uh, when I well, start talking about politics. I'll just say it again, that it's really weird to see the, like, the U.S. and everyone's following the U.S. just collapsing before, like, because of politics. Yeah. And like, I yeah. really do not understand. I'm studying communications and we've studied like laws and all these things about the right of speech and yeah. the right to post and the right, like, we've all got these rights. And like, I don't even understand why would they even like shut down all, all of Trump's accounts. I'm not a huge fan at all, but it's not correct. He yeah. still has few more days to go as president. Yeah. And he still has to connect with people through this week. Yeah. And he also like, he's a person and he can like have his own social medias. Yeah. Like why, why would you even just shut down everything for him? Yeah. Like how scared are like people scared of him? They know yeah. he's right. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't like that much of politics, but it's just what I see. Yeah. It's not right. Yeah, I mean, it's just really scary because, I mean, this is the thing you see throughout human history. And I, I, I don't want to compare Donald Trump to Jesus, but, um, but he is, you know, he is a Christian or at least professes to be a Christian. Um, and he has put very, uh, very faithful policies in place. And I feel like his cabinet has done a good job um, maintaining a conservative Christian outlook on life and on the Constitution. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's just standard. I mean, it's just silence them. Like, and it's so standard from what I've seen. I went to Oregon State, babe, and I, I, you probably don't know, but like Oregon State, I, I did not agree with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and the one thing I found is if you can't stand on the basis of truth, just be the loudest. So a buddy of mine always you know, we would, we would get in arguments and stuff. And he, he had a really loud voice that would carry. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, I'm louder, I'm right. I'm louder, I'm right. Well, it's a lot easier to be louder if you can make sure the other person's not talking. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is what I always saw in conversations where I was talking about either faith or politics or whatever is the second, and I, I don't try to shun or shame anybody. I, I mean, uh, sometimes I get a little bit upset when people try to talk over me and try to act like, like I saw this the other day, somebody was like, oh, it was just what I said about the Black Panthers. Like I tried to bring that up, but like somebody was like trying to yell over me. And it was like, this happened. Like I'm telling you it happened. Like don't say You're it. You're bringing up facts. Yeah, That's I'm bringing it. up facts. Um, but what I've seen in conversations is if somebody can't, you know, can't do anything with your facts, if somebody can't deal with your logic, They'll either try to, you know, be emotional, but a lot of things they do is they try to be louder and they try to demonize you as a person. Mm -hmm. And whenever somebody starts insulting you, even if they're right, when they start insulting you, they've lost the argument. They've lost the ability to have credibility within that space. 
because, and you probably have seen this, but like, if you and I were getting in an argument, mm-hmm. and I start saying, "Well, you're, you know, this, this, and this," it's like, how does that have anything to do with the argument and what we're talking about right now? Yeah, nothing. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It just shows that I don't have anything to say that's intelligent. And so what they're trying to do is they don't have anything to say that's intelligent. They don't have any facts to dispute. So they're trying to be louder. So what do they do? They silence the opposition. Well, that's the only thing they can do now. Yeah. Or the only thing they can think of. Like. Yeah. Well, in the easiest route now, because the, the because Christianity is so deeply rooted in America's founding. I mean, you can say what you want, but pull out a dollar bill and tell me that America wasn't founded on Christian principles. Um you know, it's hard right now to attack people for their faith. It, and now it's not impossible. Christians get attacked for their faith more than any other faith in the United States, despite what people like to say. Um, you can say egregious things to Christians about their faith. I mean, I've dealt with it in locker rooms, and I had Muslim teammates that got nothing uh, because of you know, because of certain things, I personally think, you know, because of the, you know, what the Bible says about the, the evil agenda that goes on behind the scenes. But so it's hard to attack people's faith, but conservative ideologies are generally attached to some type of faith. And so what are they doing now is they're attacking those ideologies. There's, they're banning certain apps, you know, Parler, which is an app, not even a, a conservative app. I mean, the owner is a conservative but it's a free speech app and because it attracted so many conservatives that were getting banned they went to it and then apple took it off the app store oh i didn't know that yeah and so so it's just a this suppression of ideologies but i would say this too and christians if you're listening there it's gonna come to your faith they're, it's it's a segue. Once they take out your your you know people can say well this is just their politics that are wrong, but eventually they're going to tie it to your faith, and eventually Christians are going to be persecuted very harshly in America like they are in Middle Eastern countries if this doesn't get a stop put to it now. If people don't stand up, open their churches, you know say we're not we're not following these laws, we're not paying for Planned Parenthood, we're not listening to politicians police officers need to say we're not listening to which they do mostly in california every big police sheriff has said we're not enforcing lockdown laws you know because it's just what can i take what can i take and anything they take or anything you give they take something Mm -hmm. you know and they get a little bit more power but that kind of goes into i mean it actually doesn't go into it at all um but we were talking about uh the racial stuff okay so I'm Mexican, Christian, is from the States. So we just want to talk to you about this like in a really friendly way. And we hope that you understand our point of views yeah. because we want to address this. It is a thing that's going on and it's been going on for years now. Yeah. Well, and I kind of touched on it earlier, you know, with some things that I dealt with in college, but you know, the big narrative, and this is such a divisive tactic that the media uses too, is racism. And, you know, when I was in Portland, most of the people I saw breaking buildings in the name of BLM and Black Lives Matter and racism, you know, anti-racism, were white people. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the black people that were super outraged about it. And now I get it, it was in Portland. But still, like, there's this narrative 
you know, and what were we talking about yesterday? We were saying like... Well, first of all, that it's crazy how, I don't know, like if you're from other country, how you see other people from other countries. Like, yeah. how come that we see someone and we feel afraid of them? Or it's, maybe we don't want to feel like that, yeah. but we just do. And yeah. how come that happens? Yeah. Well, we were talking about, um, so I had a friend one time was saying like, oh no, white people, you know, they have this preconceived notion about black people and all this stuff. And, and I was like, and Michelle and I were talking about this, and, and she can attest to it as well, but, you know, it's not, I don't want to say this, but, like, we do profile. Mm-hmm. Like, profiling is an evolutionary thing. Like, if somebody that robs a bank looks like this, or if we saw somebody rob a bank that looks like this, we just automatically profile in our head. Now, how we act about that and how we, you know, treat people towards that, that's different. That's not what I'm saying. But we have these... Internally, like yeah. when you see someone, yeah. if you have a representation that is like a red light that alarms you, yeah. even though you don't want it to, you're, you'll feel it. Yeah. Well, and it's not a bad thing. It's just it's, it's a, a piece of our, our psychology that keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it tells us, it keeps us alert. It's like, hey, you know, we've, I mean, our minds are so intuitive. You know, we see... I mean, I'll just give the stereotypical example, like, you know, the baggy pants, the, the big shoes, un, you know, unzipped or not unzipped, uh, untied, um, you know, like long baggy clothes. Like that's a stereotypical like thug look, you know, well, or the tattoos. Like you yeah. think people that have tattoos are bad people and not at all. Like people have tattoos because yeah. they want to. Yeah. Like, Tell them your story. Man. Yeah. So in the Middle East, I was in the Middle East uh, in 2019 for a mission trip. And over there, mostly Muslim. So you can't have tattoos. The only people that have tattoos are people that have been in prison. Now, tattoos in America are, have kind of become more normalized. But like places over here, you know, over there, it's like, whoa, you went to prison. Like there's just a stigma about it. And I have a tattoo and I was wrestling there and I had my shirt off. And it was just cool because people were, Muslims were coming up to me and asking me, hey, you know, what's the tattoo say? And I actually had it written in their language, which is like a Ziri. So I like went to the Bible app and I wrote it out. And I said, oh, this is actually what my tattoo says uh, in English or in your language. And so that was just a cool opportunity. I don't, I mean, it kind of ties in, but it was a cool opportunity for me to share my faith with a, a misconception. Mm-hmm. You know, like the guys probably thought, oh, he went to prison or mm-hmm. something because people don't have Very tattoos over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, there's perception, like people will change your perception, but I don't think it's necessarily, so this is what, and we talked about this, this is what the culture in America is saying right now, is only white people make these perceptions. Only white people are racist, and they call it, they use um, a term, it's called uh, unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. And Which if it's unconscious, why are we getting mad at people? If they don't have any, pro- like if they can't help it. But... They're saying, well, you make these assumptions about black people. You make these assumptions about Mexicans. You make these, you know, that they're criminals, that they're, you know, whatever. Well, and going back, just like linking uh, themes, like I've told you before, like when we started dating and we started talking about politics and stuff, that was one of the reasons I didn't like Trump at all. Because all the social media in Mexico just posted like, okay, Trump said this, but they just like mixed up his words Mm -hmm. and it sounded way worse than what he actually said. So, yes, like, there are some racist people in this world, and yes. we hope that they can change someday, but 
not everyone just because they're white, yellow, black, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're not all racist. Yeah. It's just something that, like you said, we profile. Yeah. And it's not in a bad way. It's just something that happens internally. Yeah. And it's a completely different thing. Yeah. What you think and what you act, like how you act towards a person. Yeah. Well, and it's different. Profiling and judging are two mm-hmm. different things. Totally. Like, you know, and, and I think everybody has to check that. So actually, so it would be like, you know, if, if a shop owner in, in down, you know, downtown in some uh, neighborhood, um, you know, if a shop owner, you know, the places around him, like people are meeting a certain description. Mm-hmm have been robbed. Well, the second somebody walks into your store with that description, like you're going to be on on guard. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean that they're going to do anything. That doesn't mean that they're the person that just means that they're fitting into a, you know, a category that a lot of people in that category or a lot of people that do certain things meet, you know, like, I don't know if I've explained that well, but like, you know, like with the baggy pants, like let's just say, for example, like the baggy pants, I, mm-hmm. you know, I know that that's the one that's coming to my mind because that was like the one growing up, like you watch these movies and like. But it's like also a trendy thing now. So yeah, it's really weird. How sure. <laughs> yeah. But like, or like a hood over your head, like a black, mm-hmm. let's say like, a, you know, the typical white guy one is, you know, the, the black hood, the jeans, the hands in the, you know, the hoodie mm-hmm. pockets. If somebody walks into a convenience store it does not matter what color they are with a black hood over their head covering their face i'm going to be on guard like my eyes are going to be on that person especially like if i'm around you michelle mm-hmm. and you know like i'm like my job is to protect this person you know like okay it's not only my life that like i'm you know whatever it, it hers like this guy's fitting a description of somebody that would do something like this like so but again a lot of people are saying, well, only white people have that. And I had a, an individual, a black guy, tell me that one time. And to prove a point, I brought up a picture of um, like a, he wasn't, it wasn't like a, I'm not going to say it was a terrorist, but he was wearing, um, I don't even know, I don't want to say terrorist, but it was a Muslim guy that was wearing a turban and had the long beard. Usually when they grow the long beards, like that's when they start getting really deep in their faith. And uh, actually, when I was over um, overseas, they were telling me like they don't like to see the men like growing the beards because that's when they start like that's a symbol that they're like starting to get radical and starting to like get weird. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say just following the Quran more deeply, but a lot of people get upset when I say that. But oh well. Uh, but anyway, I showed my friend a picture of this guy, and I was like, "Hey, if this guy sat next to you on an airplane." What are you going to think? I'm not saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to think? And he couldn't say anything. And it just proved right then and there that unconscious bias is with everybody. And it's not unconscious bias. It's, I would say it's intuitive profiling. Because if you don't have that, then it's possible that one day somebody that fits this description when you could have got out of the situation is going to hurt you. Where psychology says that like every person or everything that seems different to what you're used to you're going to be kind of scared of it yeah. so it's not not a racist thing it's something that you're not used to and yeah. looking at people wearing different stuff and just like acting in a different way might put you in a weird situation yeah. even though you don't want to be like yeah. that i mean it's totally different being racist and being like that because i've had some uh, racist uh, like towards me 
yeah just like in the states and like going shopping just a really typical like people not talking to me just because i'm talking spanish to my mom mm -hmm. and like it's our first language or people yeah. telling us like oh you should be speaking english because you're in my country and i'm like well yeah but i'm a tourist like yeah. it doesn't make any sense i'm not telling you to speak english in my country it's just something i guess like it has to do also with respect we all need to respect others yeah it doesn't matter where they're from how do you like what do they look like or yeah. their their skin color we all have to respect yeah and like that is part of a racism like how to work against it yeah but we all do have the profiling yeah so have i told you this so when i was in when i was in college they came in and this is actually so i have a problem i i mean i don't have a problem with them but one of my teammates has a problem with me because i call this stuff out and i speak very candidly mm -hmm. um on this but one of my old teammates sorry um but they came in they sent uh, a couple people from and this is something that trump actually got rid of but uh good they honestly shouldn't have jobs if they're teaching this but um they called it diversity training but they basically came in and said you're racist because you're white and you can't experience racism if you're white and i was like because the the power structure so they try to say that racism is a power structure which it's not mm -hmm. uh they try to say that uh they try to tell us that um because you're white you can experience prejudice but you can't experience racism which prejudice is just an action of a race racist person like it's not like it's the same thing it doesn't make sense yeah mm -hmm. but so they were like no so i was like okay so to what extent can i like go into the inner city where there's a lot of black people and i have zero power at all and experience racism and they're like well no because uh there's more power like in the media with white people and like you have white privilege and i was like what are you talking about so i went to another country uh, to get rid of my white privilege and <laughs> but like it doesn't make any sense like because i asked them i was like well how far does that extend so like when you leave america can you experience racism then if you put a like a really racist person in another country are they no longer racist because they don't have power like it doesn't but this is what i mean michelle this is what they teach kids in the states yeah they teach kids that all white people are racist and if you're black mexican like if you're a minority in america that you cannot be racist but that everybody is racist that's white it's just so wrong it doesn't make any sense like for me it doesn't i don't no. know if for people in the state i don't think it makes sense for anybody i think <laughs> it just sounds good to people that want to be you know like mean to other people and want to have an excuse mm -hmm. like some of like the teammate i was talking about and like some of the people like like I tried to this individual, like I tried to like reason with them and I tried to like, you know, sit them down and I like told them some pains and hurts from my past. And he was like, yeah, well, man, but you never understand because you're white. And, well, and I was I like, mean, it's the same thing. I was like, dude, what does that have to do? First of all, that's racist. Uh -huh. Second of all, what does it have to do? Like, are you saying that I didn't get hurt when I was a kid? Are you saying that this didn't happen to me? Or are you saying that like, that's just being a victim to the highest level because you want to be a victim. Of course, we all have different stories and we all like got things in our past. Yeah. But I mean, the just the, like the part when he's saying like, oh, no, and he's just going like towards you and saying you cannot be racist and oh, sorry, can't experience you, racism. you cannot experience racism. Like, why not? 
and like I think yeah. that it's just racist yeah. from him just saying like just because you're white you're racist yeah. it doesn't make any sense well, that it, is racist it's attributing a negative quality to somebody on the basis of their skin color mm -hmm. which last time I checked was it's the racist. definition of racism <laughs> yes so it doesn't make any sense the thing is is it doesn't have to make sense it just has to sound good and if it sounds good then people will gravitate towards it because honestly truth is hard like truth is hard to handle it's hard to hear and you I mean I told you today like I was harboring some some bad feelings about some people um, the truth is that's not what God called me to do the truth is God didn't you know put me on this earth to hate people or to be rude and and even maybe within what I'm talking about, like I need to, and I told you, like I had to address that. And that's not an easy thing. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to look at yourself and say, I'm wrong. And I'm not like trying to toot my own horn, which I guess it kind of sounded like I was. So, okay, yeah, I was tooting my own horn there. Um, but it's, it's not easy. Like we have to do that every day. Like say, how can I be, I mean, ultimately Jesus is the gold standard. And it's we're, like, we're not perfect. We yeah. all have something like, yeah. But, but and we said this too when we started the conversation yesterday. You know, okay, so what? You know, like honestly, like so what? I mean, your grandparents were slaves. My grandparents were slaves like a generation before. Like, you know, everybody has either been a slave or a conqueror. Like, you know, there's a reason we didn't get, like you're here is because your bloodline didn't get killed off. Like, mm -hmm. you know, everybody like, did what they had to do to survive and at some points in time that was being a slave and submitting and at some points in time that was being the conqueror and and you know putting somebody in submission neither one's okay but it happened like it's happened at every generation and so it doesn't do you any good to say well i mean we were talking about this like it doesn't help you it doesn't help anybody else to continue to play the victim and be like woe is me this happened to my great, great, great grandfather. I need a handout where it's like, hey, let's talk about the 40 million people that are slaves right now that need your help. Children. Yeah. Working. I mean, imagine if the, the abolitionists, imagine if the people that helped end slavery, the, the slaves that were there that fought, imagine if the people that fought in the Civil War for the, the Union would have said, well, you know what, I'm not going to help these slaves because, you know, I'm a victim because my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my great-great-grandfather was a slave back in this place. Of course they didn't think about that. No. And that's the thing is like you're not, if you're continuing to look at the past, it's not even your past most of the time. I get there's racist acts. I've experienced some stuff since I've been in Mexico. Nothing crazy, but like, I mean, some, I mean you can attest to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been some things like people don't like the fact that I, you know, am in a mixed relationship. They think that, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they mm -hmm. just assume that you're in it for the money. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Which I don't have any. So <laughs> it's not because of money. Trust me. Yeah. But like, yes, it's weird. Like everyone thinks that because you're dating a Mexican and because I'm dating a U.S. citizen, it's going to be me having a green card. Everyone thinks of that or yeah. just me looking for money. And it's not right to think about that, you know, yeah. or like it's also sad you being here and we've had lots of different situations where people are like trying to get more money out of you yeah. and it's like well i'm mexican i know what you're doing like stop it's not right yeah like at the gas station and different things so it's not right to think uh, and judge 
before knowing someone's life, someone's relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think if we want to change the story right now, the whole history, yeah. we have to change bef before yeah. inside of us. Like the change starts with every one of us and then with like the other person. Yeah. So stop being a victim and stop like trying to prove something that is not, not real anymore. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think, I don't think you'll ever truly be happy mm -hmm. unless you're helping other people, you know, like, I mean, I don't think, I think we were called to, to have, you know, abundant lives. Now I'm not saying everybody's going to live rich and, and whatever, but I'm saying like having an abundant life doesn't mean you're going to be rich. Sometimes having an abundant life doesn't mean that you're, you're going to be free, mm -hmm. but your life is still your life and, and what you value as life. If you see life as what you can see, then yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, try to see the best things. But if you see life as what's going on inside of you and like who God's made you to be in a relationship with him, I mean, the Bible says to live is Christ. So like if you see life as that, you know, then then you're just going to want to pour out your your blessing, whatever you have, your wisdom, your experience on other people. And you're not going to be complaining about what happened in the past because that's gone, that's forgotten. Like, But if you don't see life that way, if you don't root yourself in Jesus, then I, I would uh, imagine that your life is going to be pretty bitter and you're going to be getting upset about things that have happened to people that you don't know in the past as opposed to looking at how you can help people now. Mm -hmm. And I would just encourage anybody, you know, if you are... You know, if you're wanting to move forward, if you're wanting this world to be a better place, like you've got to move forward. Like you've got to stop harboring things from the past. Mm -hmm. The because, past is gone. Because like, you, you only have so many hours in a day. And if you spend 10 of them being a victim, then that's, you know, 10 hours that you don't get to help real victims now. Mm -hmm, totally. You know? also think, like the other thing I was thinking about also was like, okay, and if you've been through a rough situation, stop victimizing. I know it's hard and you have to work uh, whatever it was for you to be better, but like get the best out of it. Stop like victimizing and stop harming yourself Yeah. because it's not good. Yeah. So like every situation you've been through that was hard in your life, in your yeah. past, just think about what that teached you. Yeah. What, what, good of it can you get yeah how can you help well, others with that and we were talking about like modu mm -hmm, totally. like michelle's gym owner he's from africa like i mean where is he from the congo uh, i don't really know but he's from africa and he yep. went to the states to study i think college yeah and then he came down to cabo and started like his own business and he's one of the like i don't know nicest people i've met yeah, like if you sat down like at a sales presentation, whatever he's selling, you would probably want to buy just based <laughs> on his personality. Super cool. So nice. But that's a guy, and I don't know Modu's upbringing. Um, I do know like people from Africa, and most parts of Africa are not very like hospitable, uh, financially secure like places. So I don't, I, again, I don't know where he came from. But, you know, from the people I know from that are actually from Africa, you know, it's not great. It's not like great situations that they're leaving, mm -hmm. but they came here with an attitude of, I'm going to pay it forward. Like I'm going to let that experience pave the way for somebody else to have an easier, better life. 
And I think so many people have just done that in the past in America to the point where we've gotten so spoiled that our lives are so easy that we don't have anything to complain about except what happened before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I basically so like that's basically it. Like so many people had that attitude when they came to the United States that I'm going to pave it forward for my grandchildren's grandchildren. And now we've just gotten to this point where we've got a bunch of spoiled brats that don't know what the actual world is like and what they have. Well, we were just talking about this yesterday also with this couple. And they said, well, go down to another country. Go to Venezuela, he said. Uh-huh. Go to Venezuela and see what socialism and communism does. Mm-hmm. People literally jump on helicopters and try to hang on to get out of these places. And it's so sad because we are all complaining about something that isn't that important at all. Yeah. Like we don't get to see the best things that are happening right now because we're complaining. Yeah. And it's just sad. Well, imagine if you took all that time to, (laughs) this is a big thing going on in the United States right now, is people are tearing down statues. People Mm -hmm. are taking down, you know, Abraham Lincoln. I don't know if you saw this. Abraham Lincoln was the president that was in charge of ending slavery. Mm -hmm. The 16th president of the United States. You probably know. I know that, yes. Yes. They removed his name, or they're removing his name from a school in Sacramento or San Francisco because he didn't stand up for Black Lives Matter enough. Nobody's safe at that point. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is if you spent that much energy on things that have happened hundreds of years ago, as you did on things going on right now, everything will be very The world would not have any problems. Exactly. Honestly, like look at that. I mean, think about that. And now I'm not a beacon of transparent, or I'm I'm not a beacon of like, you know, perfection. And I get it if somebody, you know, please, Michelle, you know, tell me, not now, in front of people, but like, tell me when I'm not living up to this because I want to hold people to the same standard I hold myself to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's I mean, that's the reality we face. Is so many people are complaining about what's happened in the past, but they're not. I mean, somebody that's a slave right now, that's literally getting beat every single day, or a prisoner of war. If they could hear what's going on in the United States about statues being torn down, they'd be like, "Hey." We why need don't, the help. Why don't one of you come help me? Mm-hmm. Why don't one of you do something like to help me? You know? It's just crazy. But here's the hope. Mm-hmm. So we have a freer of slaves in Jesus. So, um, yeah, I kind of threw that one in there. But that's it. I think, uh, I think we're going to wrap this up. It's been almost an hour. And we've had a good time, Michelle. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Christian. Yes, thank you so much for being on here, babe. Uh, if you guys have not yet, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you like, leave a review. Go over to my channel, Christian Robertson. And go over to Michelle's channel, yes. Michelle Roche. Is it Roche Malgoza or just Roche on your YouTube? Roche. Just Roche. Roche? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we had some, some travel troubles that she posted about a couple weeks ago. And... Uh, I took a little week hiatus from YouTube just because I had a lot of editing, but a new video coming Christmas Day vlog. Yes. Michelle got way more <laughs> presents than she deserved. <laughs> I did. I did, baby. So, uh, is there anything else? Well, I just want you guys like to think about what we just shared with you and for you to comment and let us know what you think. Yeah, and, and if you liked it, you know, obviously comments are great and we appreciate them. But if you really liked it and you think there's somebody that can benefit from it, please share it with them. That's, I mean, that's the most important thing. Uh, that's what helps get, uh, 
that's what helps you know get this message out there. Also, guys, if you have not yet, I just want to give a real quick shout out to one of our sponsors of the podcast, Fiverr. Um, so Fiverr is a freelancing graphic design company. So go over to Fiverr. It's F I V E R. Are, and I'll leave a link for it down at the bottom. You get 20% off your first order. Anything you guys want. The podcast cover I did for this, uh, I had somebody do it on Fiverr for 10 bucks. Michelle and I are actually um, starting a wallet company. I won't talk about that too much right now until it's done and you can actually purchase uh, from them. But uh, they helped with the logo for that. They did the... Uh, what else did they do? I did a, my one of my first... Um, YouTube intros, the barbell experience, the logo and the, the video, the stickers and everything, they did that. So anything you guys could want, if you are a student and you need somebody to write a paper for you, they will do that for you, uh, anything. So go over to Fiverr, get 20% off, use my promo code, link will be in the description. But uh, that's it guys, God bless you. But uh, Michelle, you got anything? Adios amigos. All right, I think we're done here. <laughs>